Talking with the Experts. Welcome to episode 268 with Georgia Reynolds. So in a team environment, which I find to be really magical, um, it's really about uh, setting the stage for conversation, setting the stage for everybody acknowledging that maybe how we're working isn't working. So if we can set that stage, um, you can start to have a really um, frank conversation where you're considering the needs of the individuals, the needs of the team, and the needs of the business. And that's often a struggle is the business needs and the people needs and how do you close yeah. that gap. Um, and so, you know, there are um, a ton of different personality styles, a ton of different structures, a ton of different history combinations when you get to a team. So I can't say that there is this, we do step one, step two, step three, because it really depends on where the team is. Is it a team of two or is it a team of 22? Um, how that conversation might go. Are you a non-techie, introverted author, speaker, coach, consultant, or entrepreneur wanting to make an impact through podcasting? In 30 days working one-on-one with you, I can show you how to build authority and credibility for your business. I'm inviting you to shift your thoughts about podcasting and allow yourself to expand into the next level of your life and business by joining the Podcast Wizard 30-Day Program as I help you take your podcast from idea to launch. Find it at rose-davidson.com under the Work With Me tab. Welcome to Talking With The Experts. This is where we discuss great ideas to take your business to the next level. How do we know these ideas work? Well, it's because we're talking with business owners who are using these ideas. Business owners who have years of experience and expertise. All things business by business owners for business owners. And now, here is your host, Rose Davidson. Hello and welcome to Talking With The Experts. My name is Rose Davidson from rosedavidson.com. Talking With The Experts is about all things business by business owners for business owners and you can find it on all good podcasting streaming platforms and on YouTube. And it's my very great pleasure to introduce you to Georgia Reynolds, who is my guest today. And we're going to be talking about life-work balance and It's um, an individual thing, how you manage your your time and your life, your work balance. Um, Some people prefer a lot of life and some people prefer a lot of work. So, you know, it's up to you. But you need to find that fine line between between the two so that you can actually have some time to yourself. So what Georgia proposes is integrating work as part of your whole life. And this will remove a ton of pressure to work the way um, that someone else does and um, the social expectations that uh, is expected of us. Less pressure leads to more creativity, more energy, more freedom to actually get the work done and live the other parts of your life too. Welcome, Georgia, and thank you so much for being here today. Uh, thank you, and thank you for that introduction. You explained it perfectly, so <laughs> explained it perfectly. Um, you were a, a, a head dresser for some years and so you um, went from being a hairdresser to nurturing leaders at the top of their career and you've spent 26 years working with people who have um, you know entrusted you with their most personal and expressive and vulnerable moments Um, so how did you go from being a hairdresser 
to doing what you do now? And um, where did you find the balance in between? Uh, this is the favorite part of, of talking about what I do because for me, how I went from hairdresser to trainer to um, working with small businesses is the um, textbook, is a textbook example of finding out how to integrate both your time, your skills, your um, your finances, really just putting them together in a way that makes sense for you as opposed to following the path and expectations that others give you. Um, so I started as a hairdresser. Uh, I loved being a hairdresser. I still love the hairdressing industry. Um, when I had um, my daughter, I was offered a position as a corporate trainer with a hair color brand. And uh, so that seems like the perfect, speaking of balance, as a hairdresser, you typically work a lot. And there's, you know, one, one fault to a hairdresser is that they say yes at the expense of themselves. So, um, so I thought it was perfect. I'm gonna go have a corporate job. And when I have a corporate job, I'm gonna work nine till five and I'm gonna have a ton of time for my child. Yes, I can see your face. <laughs> uh, and you know, it was like that maybe for, well, it wasn't like that when I started because there was so much new. And then I thought, okay, I've got this figured out. It was about that, like for a minute. Um, and then you just, you realize that it's actually me that's saying yes. And so, you know, something here, will you do this project? Will you do this class? Will you go here to do training? And uh, I said, yes, 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 yes. Um, thinking that I didn't have a choice actually. Um, mostly thinking I didn't have a choice. And then also thinking, oh, this is cool, they want me. Oh, this is cool, they want me. So those two things took up a lot of time. And I started working 50, 55 hours a week. And sometimes that's not even including travel. Um, near the end of my corporate career, I started to work on a project called Empathy at Work. And uh, this was kind of the, the epitome because I realized that, um, I wasn't behaving empathetic with myself. I was starting to be judgmental of others, which is also a block to empathy. Uh, and I started to look at the small businesses I was actually working with completely different. And I suddenly realized that as a corporate representative, I was really trying to impose a model that didn't meet their expectations or didn't meet their needs, didn't meet their success measures. And the more I noticed that, the more conflicted I got and the more I actually worked and to try and fix it. And then one day I was like, literally one day I was, I'm done. And uh, I left my corporate position and I actually went back to hairdressing uh, as a sabbatical. So I worked uh, behind the chair again for a year and I really got connected back to myself and really I can say yes, I can say no. Um, but this little nagging thing of that gap between what a corporate measure of success is and what a small business measure of success was just kept going over and over in my mind. And, uh, and so the pandemic came and it was even more, and then I had so much more time to talk to people. Um, and so really, as we're opening back up this last year, uh, the conversations I've been having have been. Every time I hear that, oh, I need more balance in my life, I just instantly start saying, well, what does that look like for you? What, is that, um, what does that mean? Does that mean you and I started, for me, it's a morning person at 7.30 in the morning where I am in Canada. Uh, and that's my ideal time. If I could work 
um, you know, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then have free time there, I would like be in heaven. Sleeping in is stressful for me. So instead of putting the expectation of, you know, oh, if you work early in the morning, that's too much. Or if you work late at night, that's too much. Really thinking of how, how do you make it work? And then my real sweet spot is how do you make it work individually in a team? Yeah, it's really important. Um, I worked for a government agency, a law enforcement agency <laughs> some years ago. And um, yeah, I was always saying yes to jobs, you know, go and search this ship, go and search this container, go into the mail and do this. And, you know, and it didn't really get me anywhere because it, they were taking advantage and that's what happens. And, you know, I was always a yes person, even after I left that position, even in other roles, um, you know, I'd, I'd take on more and more and more um, and to the detriment of my family because, you know, I was never home. And so, yeah, I can really empathise with, um, with, you know, how you were feeling and, 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 this, and, and the, the situation that you found yourself in. And you've got to say to yourself one day, enough's enough. You know, where's the rest of the world? Where, you know, where's my life? It's gone. You know, yeah. you spend all these years working in corporate and, and you know, you've not really achieved a lot. Um, you know, in, as far as life is concerned, you may have achieved a lot in your, in your job, but you know, you've missed out your kids growing up, you've missed, you know, family dinners, you've missed family occasions. So it mm -hmm. is really important to um, think of yourself before you think of the corporate. Mm -hmm. And even more specifically, I think the nuance is um, not as much balance, boundaries, or thinking of yourself first, but thinking of yourself as part of a whole, and so um, how I would describe that is when we think of ourselves first, our next action is often to put a hard no. And so we don't want an easy yes, and we don't want a hard no. We actually want to live and work in that place in the middle. So put yourself as well as a, uh, the language that I use is let's put yourself in as well, as opposed to put yourself in first. Because first automatically creates a block. Mm, very true. Yes, very true. And it's not only a block to the communication side of things, but yet a block to, you know, how um, people view you. And it's really important, as much as people say they don't care what other people think, it's really important that, that, um, that you get along with everyone and, and yeah. how others view you, whether it's, most often it's, uh, behind your back is how they view you um, they won't be nasty to your face <laughs> yeah and as um, uh, you know stereotypes exist for a reason so as a woman it also doesn't feel nice to say I want to put myself first it feels uncomfortable as a mom it feels uncomfortable as an employee it feels uncomfortable as a, as a partner it feels really uncomfortable to say that it feels more comfortable for me to say I want to put myself in as well um, yeah, that's really good advice. I hadn't I hadn't thought of those words before, and yeah, they're really great. I think they are good. So um, you offer solutions, obviously, to small business, um, and so they don't, um, you know, uh, can't even think of the word I'm trying to say now. Um, do the put myself first, and you know, and, and, <laughs> but include yourself first. 
uh, or yeah. put, include yourself into the situation. How can people stop the struggle between putting myself first and including myself? So in a team environment, which I find to be really magical, um, it's really about uh, setting the stage for conversation, setting the stage for everybody acknowledging that maybe how we're working isn't working. So if we can set that stage, um, you can start to have a really um, frank conversation where you're considering the needs of the individuals, the needs of the team and the needs of the business. And that's often a struggle is the business needs and the people needs and how do you close yeah. that gap. Um, and so, you know, there are um, a ton of different personality styles, a ton of different structures, a ton of different history combinations when you get to a team. So I can't say that there is this, we do step one, step two, step three, because it really depends on where the team is. Is it a team of two or is it a team of 22? Um, how that conversation might go. But the beginning is to set the expectation that everybody wants to work differently. That would be the step one. Step two would be um, everybody putting in their, their hat, basically. You know, I, I really would love to work this way. I would really love to work this way without um, individual negotiation. Just put it all in there and let's see what common ground come out. Um, and then once we put everything in there, we can start taking it apart. What's, what needs to be changed systematically? What needs to be changed individually um, so that you're separating those system things? Those are the business things. Those are the things that are, uh, they're a little bit flexible, but you know, those are things that we're gonna be repeatable. Um, the individual things are, we really say, okay, you know what? Uh, Rose likes to work at night. So when I get an email from her at 11 o'clock at night, I'm not gonna answer it. I'm not gonna be worried about it. Rose doesn't even expect me to answer it. Just like kind of putting that all out there. And Rose knows that she's gonna get a response from me um, at 6.30 the next morning. And she's not gonna be worried about it either because we have um, created the path that this is how you work. And I trust that you're gonna get the work done. And this is how I work and you trust that I'm gonna get the work done. Um, and sort of build in those little understandings, little like bit by bit. Yeah, that's when I do my best work is at night. And you know, you can find me quite often sending someone a Facebook message or, or an email like about one o'clock in the morning. And, and, I, and then I say, oh my God, you know, they're gonna freak out. Yeah, and so Especially if it's just a Facebook being able message, and yeah. I just don't think because to me that's my normal work hours. Um, exactly. You know, so I, I don't think of it as um, being rude or anything. I just think it's my normal normal work hours, and people now have come to know that if if I'm communicating at that time of the day, that it's just normal part of of how I do business. So um, you know. It, but in the beginning, it was a, um, a bit, I think, a bit uh, off-putting for them because it was, you know, they get emails at strange times of the day rather than, you know, in normal business hours. But I don't work normal business hours, so, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't you're, suit me. I'm, I'm not a day person. I'm a night person. So, mm. And you're bringing up a really great point, the word normal, um, like especially now, what is normal? Yeah, what, <laughs> is normal? what is normal? Yeah. Um, so that's something that is really important to bring up, you know, saying um, these are the hours I work 
And one of the strategies for yourself, if you're an individual and you want to start integrating that um, life and work together is to those little tiny language things. I've already brought up one, but those little tiny language things. Um, so right off the bat saying, um, I want you to know that my best thinking time or working time is from here to here. So if you get an email from me, then if I don't respond until late at night and you don't get it till the next morning, know that that's when you're going to get my best work. Mm. Uh, and so putting it out front helps you keep those little squirrels in check from, oh, I wonder if they think I'm crazy. I wonder if they think I'm working too late. I wonder if they think I'm behind because you're just putting it out front and you're letting them know um, this is how you're going to get my best work. And then following up with how am I going to get your best work? When do I expect to hear from you? And just kind of put it out there. And there's going to be times when you're both going to, you're both or all might have to work outside of their best times. But if you're mostly working in your best times, you're not going to mind. No, no, no not at all. Now, I do have a question for you. Now, there, you know, there are some naysayers that say there is no such thing as a work-life balance. Um, you know, it's either work-life or it's just life. There's no life or work balance. It's just life. Mm. What do you have to say about that? I kind of agree with them. <laughs> I kind of agree with them. Work is part of your life. And at different phases in your life, um, you're really excited about something and maybe you do work more than not but you're loving it and you're excited by it so who's to say you're working too much um and then there's other times in your life where you know you're working less or you're not engaged in your work or you know it's not exciting or other priorities are trumping work and so so for me it's a bit more of a flow and that's why I love the word integration because I'm integrating work into my whole life and sometimes that means integrating the other parts of my life into work you know like having a having a an extended lunch date with a friend during work hours because uh, you haven't been able to find another time you know you take a 90 minute lunch break instead of a 45 minute lunch break and you've find that time somewhere else. And you just kind of focus on getting the work you want done, the other activities that you want to get done and how can they fit together in a way that matches you and meets all your needs. And I do always highlight meets the needs of those in your team, whether that's a family team or a work team, or it is, that's the putting me in as well as opposed to me first because me first has the implication that despite you I'm taking care of me and I like to build that energy of let's all build energy together it's really great advice I like that advice it's uh, as you say women feel guilty for saying you know I want to go first or I want to do this for me or you know which um, to to everyone else sounds really selfish when in fact it's it's not the woman being selfish it's just the fact that she needs to take time out from her schedule just to pay attention to her and, and her needs and what she what she needs to do to regenerate herself uh, mm -hmm. and men are the same you know they go and play golf or they go to the pub or you know they whatever they do you know um, they mm. they've got to have that time too to themselves 
but it's uh, it it seems to be society accepts it a bit more when a man steps away from his uh, place of work to um, do you know life things when with women it's not so acceptable yeah it's true I do think it's a bit self-imposed now I think there was a time when it was imposed on us and I think we're come to a point now where it's a bit self-imposed out of habit yeah yeah quite true it's quite true normal it's normal it's normal whatever whatever normal is whatever's normal for me (laughs) is not normal for you exactly you got me (laughs) I don't even know where the word normal fits into um any vocabulary at all um I don't I mean I've always been classed as not being a normal person so because I'm always outside the box and so yeah so what is normal what's normal Mm -hmm. for me is not normal for somebody else that's for sure I think it's a bad word I think it should be struck off the dictionary (laughs) I try not to use it, but you you see it slips out because it's such a, a staple in our vocabulary. It is. It absolutely is. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia, have you written any books about this topic? Because it, it'd be fascinating to be able to read your thoughts on, you know, on you I, know, what, what, what you, uh, you know, have spoken about today. I have not written any books. It's something that might happen someday. Um, the reason I kind of look around for podcasts because I'm definitely more of a talker than a writer so if I was ever to write a book it probably would have to be dictated ah yeah now I've actually got a a friend in Canada she lives in Ontario I think she teaches people how to do audio books Um, I had her on I had her on recently she's actually an actress um her name escapes me at the moment but it's quite embarrassing, but uh, Jennifer <laughs> Lieberman, um, Jennifer okay. Lieberman, I don't know if you've heard of her, but yeah, she she uh, um, is teaching people how to do audio books so that they can get their Well, I might have there. to listen to that episode. Yeah, no, she, and she's amazing. Absolutely. So yeah, I can, um, I'll, I'll send you a message with her details if you like. I would love that. I would love yeah. that. And that way you can talk your book. It's um the same as Jennifer. She was the same. She's a she's a talker too. She's not a writer. So yeah, yeah. she she decided that uh, during lockdown that she'd um, build a studio and in, in her closet and record. Love her it. Book. I love it. <laughs> she was I amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um, people can find you at um, georgiareynolds.ca and they can find mm-hmm. you on LinkedIn. Uh, where else can they find you? I do use other social media platforms, but they're really uh, few and far between as far as being out there. So uh, Instagram, um, uh, you can find me on Instagram, but you're just going to find pictures of flowers that I like. <laughs> you're just going to find, right. um, you know, pictures of my family. So LinkedIn and my website are the best places to find out more about Perfectly me. Perfect, perfect. Have you got any words of wisdom that you'd like to share today? It doesn't have to be on your topic, it can be on anything. Oh, you know what? I'm so obsessed with this topic of integration now that I think I'll, I'll stick with that. And uh, if I was to give any words of wisdom, I would, what I've already said is um, try playing with that phrase. I'm going to put myself in as well and see if it lands differently. Um, but, you know, maybe take a log of your day, take a log of your day and, and see how much of your day is enjoyable and how much of your day is a drag. And uh, that can be a really great place to 
check in on how your life is integrated together. If it's a lot of drag, then there's probably things that you could rearrange. Greg, that is absolutely wonderful advice. Yeah, I find myself sometimes doing stuff that I think you know I've committed myself to, but I'm not really happy doing it. But yeah, you know, podcasting isn't one of them. But <laughs> <laughs> I love my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can tell when I when I was looking to see who was out there, you definitely rose to the top as far as energy, which is why which is why I reached out. So. I like, yeah, I just like, um, I don't know, I just like doing it. I like meeting the people and, um, and, and uh, you know, and I've, some of them I've become quite good friends with over the, over the time. So, yeah, it's been, it's, it's a pleasurable activity for me and I love it, Excellent. even if it's at, you know, stupid o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to speak with you. I um, hope that I can speak with you again later on in the year or coming towards yeah. next year. I would love that. I'd love to um, find out what you've been up to and, and uh, you know, and how you've progressed on in your business. It'd be wonderful. That sounds great. Terrific. Thank you. Georgia, thanks so much. And I'll talk to you again very soon. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Talking with the Experts, hosted by Rose Davidson. Make sure you have a look at our back catalogue over at talkingwiththeexperts.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. We look forward to your company next time. Talking with the Experts.